Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello. My name is Howell Evans. Uh, and I don't like Jaffa cakes, football, and worst of all, I don't like Meryl Streep. This is a special episode recorded just by me, um, because uh, Matthew Wanless can't work with me anymore. Jamie, uh, Jamie's having a word with his agent and his press agent as well to decide whether he could, because... I did make the statement on the previous podcast that I don't like Meryl Streep. And let me get something clear. It's not that I don't I dislike the woman. I'm sure she's lovely. Um, I also think that she's a very good actress, very good theatre actress. Um, I'm always aware that she is um, acting. So I this week I put on Big Little Lies Series 2. I also watched, as you can hear in the background... Mindhunter series two, and I'd like to talk about both of those and Glow uh, season three, just briefly, because I think there's a through line uh, in in what it's for me, for me, not not through line in the thing anyway. Oh God, rambling already. Um, uh, okay, Glow season three. It takes till episode five before we actually see any wrestling. And whilst I'm not like uh, bothered about wrestling particularly, it seems to it feels like it's made by the same people as uh, Orange is the New Black. And sometimes I, I felt that Orange is the New Black went a bit, it just got spent a bit too much time wandering off and lost some of its stakes. Uh, didn't feel like the prison was all that terrifying after series one and stuff. And I feel like Glow has, is potentially falling down that um, rabbit hole, which is to go into the personal lots of a massive ensemble cast. Uh, of of different characters and their backstories and personal lives. That's great to a degree, but also keep your fingers on the reins, which is this was a show about wrestling, and when they're in the ring and when they're doing that stuff, it's really good. In episode five, they all get to be in the ring, and not only that, but you also see uh, the talent of the actresses in that series. If you've watched it, you know what I'm talking about, but there is a reason why... In episode five, when they all get in the ring, they basically, as actors, get the chance to do things that they don't get to do in the other episodes. Um, they essentially get to swap hats a lot. And it is glorious. Seeing women particularly being funny um, is, for me, I, it's a joy. When you see women being silly, it's a joy. It's a lot like uh, my wife when she's funny. It's uh, when she's being silly quite often. And silly isn't normally allowed. It's not allowed very much in comedy, but particularly with women. Female stand-ups in the early days had to kind of please the male audience and they emulated what males did. And then we started to get this um, stuff like Bridesmaids and uh, Melissa McCarthy's one of the top top paid actresses in the world. And that's partly because she started to embody having fun and being silly with stuff. And it was lovely to see that. But you can really see how talented 
the actors are in this thing when they uh, get to show off the fact that they're more than just the characters that you've seen them play. So it's lovely. It's really, really good. Um, but also in that moment, I realised as well, I quite like that bit because you've kind of got a theatre in the TV series. You've got people doing, you know what wrestling's like, big, broad performances, um, uh, quite pantomime and uh, talking for the benefit of a, a sitting audience. And those things out of context would look way too big and weird for TV. And it doesn't because they're obviously in a wrestling ring and that's what the story's about. So it's great, right? Now, uh, Mindhunter, meanwhile, has got these performances in it. I, I saw an interview about working with David Fincher with the cast. David Fincher is doing, for me, what I consider to be perfect television. Um, this I, I don't know. My neighbour Lisa started watching Mindhunter and she had a similar thing. I think Matt dropped out, thought it was a bit slow. Some people find it a bit slow. Sorry, Matt, if I put words in your mouth there. But Lisa thought it was a bit slow. Um, uh, but then I saw this interview and I didn't know why I just... I've watched it about four times now. And... Um, it was, uh, th- this interview was great. They were saying how David Fincher rehearses pretty much all day or up until lunch. You just rehearse and rehearse and rehearse until it's right, until he's got it as close as he can get it to perfect. The way he lets actors make their own decisions, but also sort of puppeteers them is fascinating. And there is nowhere in television that you do rehearsal, that there is a sort of theatrical approach to um, you know, you get a chance to rehearse. Normally you turn up, you might even only get your pages the night before and then you turn up and you perform. And uh, and it, I think that maybe that's a reason why I think it's just so sumptuous. It's like if you pause Mindhunter at any point, it's like a perfectly composed shot. It's like a painting. And he's like that. He's that sort of particular about every aspect, not just the acting. And that's why I enjoy it so much. It might just be a complete geek thing. It might be back to my uh, directing days and my obsession. I was a bit like that. I'm not David Fincher. God, I can just hear Matt's voice in my head every time I say something now. Oh, it's real PTSD with Wanderlust. Um, I'm not saying that I'm as good as David Fincher, obviously, because I don't do it, so I'm obviously not. But I did used to be very particular about things. I really um, love getting the best out of every line, and that's what he does so well. And those three performers on there, you always, uh, you never question the fact that they really are those characters. And when you see them in real life talking, they're very different from those characters. A lot of smiling from all of them. <laughs> it's really good. Anyway, uh, so Mind on Season 2 um, also tracks the story of the Atlanta Monster, which was the nickname for the um, supposed serial killer in Atlanta in the 1980s when a lot of children uh, were murdered and went missing. And they track that story. So my only letdown, I've been waiting for Mind Hunter Series 2 to drop for months and the minute it dropped, I was there watching it on Friday at three in the afternoon. Um, and unfortunately, uh, I just listened to the Atlanta Monster podcast, which really tells a lot of the same story right down to specific incidents like being on a bridge and uh, certain things that happened on certain places. Uh, and so there was just this element, whilst I still adored it, it removed the element of surprise for me because I knew who was going to get arrested or how it was going to end to a degree. However, the way they told that story and um, the the way that they mixed fact with fiction on that thing, even right down to the last credits when they sort of say some truths about that case, is just brilliant. They handled it so well. 
Um, also, I started to watch Big Little Lies series two, and I just feel I, I don't feel pompous. I don't feel self righteous. I just feel wrong. The way I was made to feel my whole life about not liking football or Jaffa Cakes. I don't know what's wrong with me, okay? If there's someone out there who feels the same way as I do about Meryl Streep, please get in touch just because I want a friend. I know that I'm in the minority here. But um, just taking that series as it is, Matt and Jamie watched it and they loved her from minute one. Minute Scene one, she's amazing. Can't believe what she does, etc. For me, as soon as she came on screen, I immediately had the reaction I always have. I went, there's Meryl Streep in a wig. And that's always been my problem with Meryl Streep, is that I've always found that she breaks the lines up. She takes a long time to deliver the things she's doing because she's a character actress and she fills what she's doing with character. But I'm always aware that it's Meryl Streep being a character. Not because it's Meryl Streep, in the same way that I'm aware. For example, in Mindhunter... Uh, the wife in Mindhunter is a little bit too large for me in terms of her performance. Maybe that's it. Personal taste. It, Reese Witherspoon, everyone else in that cast, um, I could watch forever. And I, I believe that their characters are incredibly close to who they are. And they deliver things as t- TV actors do with ease. And um, it trips off the tongue. And it's very small. And what Meryl Streep does is very large, I think. She displays things. She signals things. And that's wonderful. If you enjoy that, that is wonderful. But I don't. And so I'm glad that I've got to do this episode on my own because I need to admit that that first episode, I did not enjoy Meryl Streep. Now, I've got a wider problem with this, which is that Um, I didn't believe that there needed to be a season two at all of this. In fact, I thought season one was drawn out. Season two, again, it's beautiful. I've been to Monterey. I love it. I love the way it's shot. I love the place. I love the the actors are great. And uh, but I still feel like there's no need. And if Meryl Streep hadn't rung up and said, I want to be in it. Uh, maybe they still would have done season two. In fact, they definitely would have done a season two because they set it up at the end of season one. But the fact that Meryl Streep rang up and did and said, I want to be in it, and they made a character for her, just highlights the fact to me that it's not necessarily a necessary story to tell. There's a sentence. I just don't think it's necessary. I don't think it's necessary. We had a perfect story, and now it's turning into something else, which I'm sure will be interesting. But I, for one will not be continuing to watch Big Little Lies. Matt, this is a personal message to you. I know that you've not listened this far to the podcast. There are a lot of things that we really agree on, and all I can say is this. Every time that you said something cutting about Chuck, it upset me as much. That's a ring binder. Uh, It upset me as much as me saying this about Meryl Streep. I know that you don't hate the player, hate the game. We have a lot in common. Let's think about that rather than our differences because, um, you know, I really respect your opinions and I'm as upset as you when we have a difference of, of opinion. Uh, but that's what helps keep the world go round. And Meryl Streep just looks like Meryl Streep in a wig. I did find a great quote where Meryl Streep once said, I think I'm the most overacted, overrated actress in, in Hollywood, which I thought was good. Uh, Donald Trump, yes, he said that. I know I'm agreeing with Donald Trump, but Donald Trump doesn't really think it. 
He just calls anyone who criticises him overrated in whatever field they're in. So Donald can bugger off. I'm not agreeing with Donald Trump. I just have this opinion. And that's that. So this is a call to arms for anybody who agrees with me, not because Donald said it, just agrees with me because they find it difficult to take. I did find one person at work today who said the same thing. And it's like people admitting this. It's hard for people to admit because they know they're going to get in trouble for saying it. But the Meza, she doesn't do it for me. Looks like she's wearing a wig, which she is. No one else is. Why does she have to wear a wig? No one else is wearing a wig. Why is Meryl wearing a wig? That's my point. She doesn't need to. See you next time on the Box Set Pod. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.